Knowing your why. Do you know your why? Do you know why you want to be an indie parent? Do you know why you're listening to this podcast? Do you know why you want the things that you want in your career and in your family life? That's what we're talking about today on the Indie Parent Podcast. So welcome. I am Desiree Fawn and I'm here with my co-host, Amy Belgart. Say hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. Today we're going to talk about all about uh, knowing your why and your why can be a lot of different things. We all have different whys. I'm going to say it like why for the rest of the podcast just to annoy people. <laughs> knowing this is the thing that's going to drive you forward. The thing that is literally why you do the things you do each day and why you want to. So to start, maybe uh, maybe Amy can tell us one of her whys or how she found her why behind wanting to be an indie parent, behind um, living her own life according to her own rules. Yeah, and I, and I talked about this a little bit in our first episode, if you um, listen to that. It really came after I had my first son, and I realized the time that I was taking away from him, leaving the home leaving him with a babysitter and then for half the day and then the other half the day he was with my husband, which wasn't a horrible situation, but I knew after he was born that I just could not spend every day of my life, 10 hours a day away from him. And, uh, you know, it didn't even come to, I wasn't even thinking about working at the time, but um, my husband had to take over the reins and, created a business for himself. And I think because that happened, it also inspired me to work for myself down the road. It was many years later, but the reason why we chose, he and I both sort of had the same exact mindset on this lifestyle. The reason why we want to do this is a, we don't want anyone to make the rules for us. We want to make the rules. If we want to go on vacation, then we can work really hard raise up the money to go on vacation and go on vacation. We could leave whenever we want to leave. Uh, we don't have someone putting a cap on how much money we make. When I worked for the state office, I worked for the Department of Corrections. Before I came home full-time, I was told when to work. I was told when to work overtime. I was on call. So at any time, they could page me, and I had to go up to work. I was told how much money I would make. And when I would get a raise, I was told when I could retire, when I could take vacation and how much vacation I could take. And I, I am not made to follow rules like that. I'm just not, I wasn't happy. I wasn't passionate about my work. I simply did it because I wanted a paycheck. And let me tell you, that is not, that is not a way to live. It's not fulfilling. It's not good for my family because I'm not at my happiest I don't have time for my family because I'm always at work and I, I wanted to change. And so when my son was, he he was born and then three months later, I had to go back to work because that's the only, the only maternity leave that I was allowed to have. Another reason why I hated working for someone else. Which horrifies me by the way, because uh, if you guys don't know, I'm I'm in Canada and you get a year no matter what you get a year and three months um, is, uh, and you know what? Three months is considered 
a long time. Like I did the maximum that you could, you could possibly do. Many women go back after six weeks, which I can't even wrap my head around because three months I, was I like wasn't human torture. after three months. We still no. didn't know how to breastfeed. Uh, we still couldn't, like, there was I wasn't no, sleeping. no, I wasn't, I, even, no. I wasn't myself. I, I, I was, I was a mess. And then I had to go back to work and then be away from my son. Uh, uh, here I, my first time having a baby, um, home for three months. And of course it's crazy, but then wonderful. And then I have to just leave for 10 hours a day, just out of nowhere. It doesn't make any, it didn't make any sense. And, and I know that it's, it's the normal thing. It's what we're told that we should do. And I'm very pro women working. This is the whole reason why I'm doing this show. I, all I'm saying is that we don't have to follow everyone else's rules. We can make our own career paths and we could do it with the, with the things that we love and that we're passionate about. And um, we should never feel, feel forced to do otherwise, because if you love it and you're passionate about it and you want to work hard, the success will come. It won't be e- easy in the beginning. We were broke. I mean, when I, when I came home from my job that was a very secure job, it had insurance, um, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was regular. It was hard. We were broke for a long time. And our relationship wasn't that great then. The only thing we argued about was money because my husband then all of a sudden had to take over the reins. But I really do believe- such a stress on families to be worrying about money. Oh yeah. Uh And And I, I really believe that you have to go through that to make smart choices moving forward, to learn from that. And and then once you get to that place where you don't worry about money anymore- you sure do appreciate that money a lot more than if I would have just quit my job. And then all of a sudden I had a huge paycheck, you know, you have to go through all of that mess. And then you have to figure out what it is that you want to do. I mean, sometimes you think, Oh, I really want to do this one thing. And this is what I'm passionate about. And then you realize I don't really like that anymore. I don't know what I was thinking. It looks more alluring on the outside than it did on, on the inside, but then it leads to this other thing. And, and so Basically, what I'm saying is I just want flexibility in my life. I want freedom in my life. I don't want anyone calling the shots other than me. Exactly. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. Exactly. And um, I think that your why makes it a lot easier for you to choose the lifestyle that you want. We talked in the first episode about how being an indie parent is about being an entrepreneur. We all have this sort of mindset of, you know, we want to do things for ourselves, creating our own destiny, even though that sounds totally cheesy, that's exactly what it is. And making our own life, making, you know, giving yourself a raise when you want a raise because you worked harder and you freaking deserve it. It's about um, making those choices because that's what feels right for you, not because it's what you have to do or what someone else expects of you. Um, And having a solid why and knowing why is it that I'm doing all these things? Why do I have this passion to work for myself and to make my own choices in this area of my life, which affects all the areas of my life? Um, So you have to know exactly why it is that you do it. So what's my why? My why stems down to my daughter. I love sending her to the school that I sent her to. Um, it also happens to be pretty spendy to send her to the school that I send her to. And that is a big why for me because I want her to have that education. I want to spend more time with her. When I owned a retail store for a rather misguided year of my life, I barely saw her. She was at a babysitter from 8 until 6.30, which is 
way too long and it was awful. I missed so much. I felt like we weren't connected that year and it was just, it was rough. It was really, really rough. And so a big, um, another big part of my why is being able to spend more time with her, being able to go to her swimming lessons and pick her up from school if she's sick and drive her to school each morning and be able to spend time with her at the end of the day instead of, you know, sometimes we do get home late and it's like, okay, dinner, bed, let's go, let's go. But that's because we were just at the Y and she was swimming or we were just um, at the cafe meeting with some friends and their kids. You know, it's, I have the time to go to those things. And I grew up in a family with out a dad and with a mom who worked four, five, six jobs at a time to make ends meet. And I barely saw her. Um, and I, I just think it sucks. I think it sucks mm-hmm. that if you, you know, you, we love our kids so much and we work so hard for them, but when you're doing it for someone else, you miss out on everything. Um, my partner recently, left his job because of the successes that I've had in my indie parent lifestyle. And now he gets to join it. And he was so excited about the fact that he's not going to miss another Christmas recital of hers. And he's not going to miss when she graduates from uh, the, and goes into like the elementary classroom next year. And he won't have to miss out on all of those little things. And I think it's just fantastic that we can, create our own lifestyle that accommodates the things that are really important to you. Um, Everything from being able to be with your partner and your kids more, being able to travel when you want because you're not worrying about the two weeks of vacation that you maybe get. Um, And I mean, there are trade-offs to it. Um, When my partner leaves the job, we don't have health benefits anymore. And Living in Canada, that's less extreme than if we were in the U.S. and that was being taken away. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's something to consider. So there's there's the good and the bad that comes with this lifestyle. But for me, the good far outweighs the bad. I'd rather pay my, an arm and a leg to go to the dentist than to have myself and my partner totally miserable and missing my kid's life. Yeah. So I think I it's, it's, it's prices like that for sure. I I remember when I was about to leave my state job to go home full time. And of course I had no career path in mind. I just wanted to be home. And, and then my husband was going to just create a new business out of basically nothing. I remember, I remember talking to a coworker about it. And of course she thought I was completely nuts. Didn't understand it. Actually, most of the people up there didn't understand it because they were in a totally different, um, mindset, you know, that you work this job you hate for 20, 30 years, you retire, you get your pensions, and then you get to celebrate life. And um, I was talking yeah, to her about it. Not for me. <laughs> no, I, I was talking to her about it. And she was like, she goes, Oh, I can never do that. I can never I can never quit my job. And, and her husband worked full time as well. And I and I said, well, well, what makes you say? Why do you say that? Why do you think that you could never do that? And she said, well, I can never afford my mortgage. I can never afford my car. And I said, well, that's the difference between me and you because I live in a crappy rental home and we have a crappy car that we don't have any payments on. Um, and we're okay with that because that's where you have to start. I mean, and that, you know, and that could be part of the trap too. If you've worked a regular job for many years and then you have all these things and accommodations that you have 
with that's associated with that paycheck, and then you want to branch branch out on your own, you're not necessarily going to make that same level of income when you take that leap. And so you have to really want it because it's going to be really hard for a while, um, especially if your your check is like mine and just fluctu- fluctuates. I mean, we, you never know when the mailman comes if the check is coming that day or if it's coming 30 days later from that. And sometimes yeah. even longer than that, you have yeah. to be okay with that. And, you know, I'm, I've been doing it for so long that I'm used to that lifestyle. But for someone who is used to that every two week paycheck, and then it's all of a sudden gone. And then you also have the big house and, you know, the nice car and you have all these payments and you like to go to vacation whenever, you know, that one time a year you get to go. Well, that may be eliminated for a while. You may need to downsize. You know, I mean, we didn't have a whole lot to begin with. And so maybe that made it easier, (laughs) you know, but, you know, I, I found it interesting that that's the first thing that she thought of my mortgage in my car, as if her kids needed that particular house. She lives in a nice neighborhood that they needed that house and they needed that nice car. Like that somehow was the, you know, that equaled happiness. And that's not, that's, but but see, she was comfortable with that. That's what she, that was the, those are the things that were important to her. So I felt like she represented most of the people I worked with and and really a lot of people that I know in my personal life who are conditioned to think they must do what everyone else is doing, which is you go to college, you get a degree, you find a job, not always with whatever you went to school for, but just whatever job. And then you just keep building up that job. Uh, you try to promote to something else and then you stay there and then you retire. And then that's when you have your fun. And that's when you can let loose is in retirement, assuming that your job has some kind of retirement plan, which not all of them do. But since I worked at a state office, that is something that I would have had. I, I would have had all my insurance paid for when I had my son under that insurance plan. I paid a total of $50 for everything. So that could be very alluring, you know, that, wow, I don't ever have to, you know, pay my own medical. And, and then I work there for, I don't even know, 30 years or whatever it is. And then I get a pension. So I get to retire and have a pension. That is what's considered a normal life, a normal American life. Well, that wasn't for me. I didn't want my retirement years to be my only fun years. And I didn't want anyone to tell me when I had to retire. And I, I didn't want anyone, anyone to tell me how much money I made and, and all of that. So um, I just knew that I knew that that wasn't my place. That wasn't where I was supposed to be. But yet nobody understood it at all. And right. still, I don't know that anyone understands it at all. They're like, well, that's so scary. Like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because I'm happy. Because I get to hang out with my kids and get to tie in my work with them. I get to take them to cool places and I get to travel to cool places and I get to just whatever dream I have, I can just go and make it happen. And why wouldn't anyone want that lifestyle? You know, totally. And I think it's fear. And we talk about fear a lot, but I think a fear, fear drives it. Totally. They, they like, they like my lifestyle on the outside, but if I would, if I tell them how I got there and all the, the years in the beginning, when Ryan and I started working for ourselves and how hard it was and how stressful it was and risky. Um, most people would be scared by that. And they would be like, Oh, it's not worth that. It's not worth all that stress. 
And, and I'm like, at the end of the day, it, it is because I always see the, the, the big picture, you know, it's not just about what we're doing right this second. I see the, the long road, the, the long haul, the, the big picture idea of where I'm trying to go. And I'm very persistent. I will just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it until, you know, I'm able to actually reap that, re- that reward at the end. Well, I, I think a lot of people quit too, too, too soon. Yes, exactly. They quit right on the cusp of it getting a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, so some of you might know that I was, at, I'm a trained labor doula. And uh, if, well, if you're watching this, you've possibly given birth at some point, And uh, you may remember a delightful place called Transition, which is right before... Um, usually right before the pushing phase. And this is the moment where everyone wants to give up. This is the moment where you (laughs) would very happily get up and leave the hospital, where you would very happily tell your midwife, I'm not doing this today. But it's immediately, that's that's the highest part. It doesn't get harder than that. (laughs) So I think that's the same sort of thing in it's it's pushing that snowball up the mountain right at the peak yeah it sucks that is the hardest part but you have to push past it to get the momentum to carry you forward and it's not a walk in the park after but it's one heck of a lot easier once you've put in that hard work yeah and i think you know fear comes into play and also uh, self-doubt insecurity all of a sudden when you are around people who are in your line of work, you start doubting that you even deserve to be there or that you can even achieve the level that your colleagues have achieved. You know, in, for example, in the blogging space, when I first started, I, I didn't know what I was doing and, and I saw a lot of successful bloggers and um, it, it can get discouraging at times when you, when you think, oh, they've been doing this for so long, I'll never get there. You know, I'll, what if I work all these years and I'm still at the same exact spot that I, I was when I started, but, um, and then what if you're not, what if you make it happen? What if you work hard and it, it, it works out for you? It's, I think it's just talking yourself into making that leap because you know that it will be worth it in the end. And, And sometimes your plan and, and, and the work you put into it may not result in what you originally planned and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, me going into blogging, I didn't know would lead to things like this podcast or me going to India or me doing MomSpark Media, which is a social media marketing agency, uh, doing Young Living. I mean, all these things was because I took the leap and started uh, trying to make a career out of something that I thought was really fun. And, and exactly. I love the community. You just, I don't know, you kind of go in with like an idea of where you want to go. And it's, it seems like it always happens that you end up in some place you would have, you could have never predicted. And that happen. is better, is better for you at that time. There's a little bit of fate involved. If you want to believe in that sort of thing, that your life ends up taking you exactly to the place where you need to go. It just, you end up taking a weird path to get there, I think. Yeah. And a lot of those, those paths are fails. Oh, you know? totally. <laughs> <laughs> Most I, of those paths are fails. Yeah. I mean, you, you've talked about your retail store and how at the time, yeah. you know, that, that was going to be like a huge 
career choice for you. And yeah. then it didn't but quite work did out. what did I get out of that? I realized that, you know, my social media side of my store was hopping. It was fantastic. Mm. And we had so much feedback about that, but it was, the rest of it was just not me. It was not what I enjoyed right. doing. Um, and I didn't realize that in a roundabout way that would eventually lead to me doing more social media for other businesses and more social media for bloggers. And now with socialkits.com, the business that my partner and I have just launched, it's a whole new sort of direction for that to go. And I, I don't think any of that would have happened without the things that had happened before. I really do believe that things happen for a reason and that you just have to, you have to find those reasons. You have to find the right lessons out of every failure, out of every difficulty that you have. Because I really, I think in my world, I have no time for feeling sorry for myself. I have no time for whining and pouting because something didn't work out. It's just, you need to be on to the next thing, on to the next project, work on something new, tweak it, revamp it, do what you need to do. Um, I see a lot of people moaning about failures that they've had in the past. And it's like, but what is, that's not going to help you in the future. <laughs> Maybe it's just me and my sort of tough love attitude about it, but it's like, you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors by staying in your failure and not taking the lessons out of it and moving forward. Exactly. And also we have to look at the benefits of failing because that's how we learn. That's how we are able to perfect our skills and our talents and, and learn what works and doesn't work. If we don't, if we only had successes, we would a take everything for granted and B we would never master our skills. Exactly. I mean, I can't think of how many post series that, that Desiree and I have done that we'd like, Oh, this would be so fun. This is going to be great. Like we're going to get huge feedback and we would do it for six months or so and, and realize people don't really care about this at all, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's just, and the thing is, we just continue. That's okay. We'll just adjust it. And we'll try this new thing. And sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. And that's fine. We don't ever get caught up in the failure. We just learn from it because it's, you can't have one without the other. You just can't. Yeah. And, and I, I see the same thing. I see friends, even colleagues that are in our space that get so caught up on, I'll never get that number of, you know, those number of followers or that, that amount of traffic. I'll never get a full-time paycheck. I'll always have to work this job. And when you get stuck into that negative talk in your head, it just, mm -hmm. you, you can't thrive and you can't grow and you, and then you're not open to listening. Is it Thomas Edison? He says, I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You have to go through all of those lessons to figure out what you're good at, what you like doing, what you should be doing. And I think that it's just important to not be afraid of failing, of, of fail, failing, failuring. Yeah. <laughs> Failurizing. You can you, you see, I failed right there. You failed. That part out. It's okay. You <laughs> learned so much from it. No, I so don't say failure, <laughs> but you have to learn from those things or you're just going to stay in one place doing one safe thing always. And it doesn't pay off. It doesn't pay off in the way that you deserve to live your life and the way that you deserve to move forward. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not necessary, you know, especially if you, if you live in a country like the U S or Canada, 
there's not any restrictions on what you can do as far as working for yourself. You know, you have to pay taxes. That's the worst part of it. But other than that, it's up to you to create your own path and, and figure out how to get there. And you could, you have the, we have the freedoms to do that. So why wouldn't you? Um, Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I guess it always comes back to fear and, and, and insecurity and maybe also not knowing why you want to do it or what you want to do. And sometimes that's, that takes a while to get there. I didn't know when I started my eBay business that I would end up being a writer and working in social media, but it was a good start for me to learn basic business practices and somewhat of an online space Mm -hmm. um, with, with forums and everything back then. But, um, you know, if you're here and you're, and you're, and you're thinking about it or you're, you know, you want to maybe take that leap, we're going to be talking about that on our, I think, I I think our next show, we're going to be talking about taking the leap, how we Mm -hmm. did it, what we did, maybe some more in-depth meaty discussion on the things that we had to adjust in our lifestyle to, to make this new freelancer entrepreneurial life work and it's not always easy and you have to really really want it and um, so um, we're going to be wrapping this one up and I hope you will check out episode three and in the meantime we would love to hear from you you can use the hashtag indie parent anywhere Facebook Twitter Instagram and we will see it we also want you to subscribe to our show. You can visit theindieparent.com and that will take you to our blog talk radio page where you can subscribe there, subscribe to our iTunes podcast. And you can also click the link button to go to our Facebook group, which is a, it's a private group, but we'll let you in. We're going to be back with another episode on this on this day. We're doing three on our first day. So you're in luck. And then um, following that, We're going to be live every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. So we hope that you will join us and thanks for listening.